Thomas and Friends Story Time. Saving the Holiday. Winter Stories starring Thomas, Percy, and Terence the Tractor. Based on the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey. Created by Britt Allcroft. Read by Mark Morahan and Friends. This episode is sponsored by Target. Parents. The new launch and loop maintenance yard is now available at Target and Target.com. Launch Thomas through the big loop and around the maintenance yard for endless amounts of fun. And now it's story time. This is a story about Connor the fast mainline engine. Connor is a streamlined blue tender engine who loves to go really fast. Connor is friendly, fun-loving, and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure. Last train for Christmas. It was a very snowy Christmas Eve. Connor was on the mainland picking up passengers travelling home to see their families on Sodor. But there were too many people, and Connor's coaches were full. Some of the passengers were left on the platform. They were worried they might not get to Sodor in time for Christmas. Oh no, the train's going without us. Don't worry, little boy. I'll be back. I promise. There's still one more train before Christmas. As Connor raced across the mainland towards Vickerstown Bridge, more and more snow started to fall. Along the way, Connor passed Hero, the big mainline engine ploughing his way through the deep snow. It was already late by the time Connor arrived at Knapford Station. Sir Topham Hatt was waiting on the platform. Sir, if I can get some more coaches... Connor explained. Then I can make one more run to the mainland and back, and everyone will be home for Christmas. You'll have to be quick, Connor. More heavy snow is on the way. Don't you worry, sir. I'm a very fast engine. And with that, Connor hurried out of the station, wondering where he could find more coaches. Coaches, coaches, coaches. Where can I find some extra coaches? Suddenly, Connor heard some muffled voices. Take off! Connor stopped. The voices seemed to come from a very large pile of snow on a nearby siding. Who said that? Take off if you want to be fast! Said the voices. Then Thomas arrived. Sounds like the slip coaches to me. Called Thomas. Thomas backed up and gave the large pile of snow a bump. All the snow fell away, and underneath were the slip coaches. You can uncouple the slip coaches on the move and let them roll into the stations, so you won't have to stop. Perfect. I'll be faster than ever if I don't have to stop. Connor hurried back across Sodor, pulling the slip coaches. Connor passed Paul Paxton, who was stuck in the deep snow. Workmen were trying hard to dig him out. 
Meanwhile, at Knapford Station, Sir Topham had decided to make an announcement. <clears throat> the snow is too heavy. The main line is blocked. I'm afraid we won't be able to run any more trains tonight. Thomas was worried. But what about Connor, sir? And the passengers waiting on the mainland? What about the last train? It looks like the last train will have to be cancelled, Thomas, said Diesel. Diesel is right. We can't risk having passengers stranded in the snow. But the snow is stopping. We can clear the tracks. We just have to get plowing. It's too late, Thomas. It's already dark. The stations will be closing. But what about all those people trying to get home for Christmas? Said Percy. Sir Topham Hatt looked at the sad faces of the people on the platform, waiting for their families. Then Sir Topham Hatt decided to change his mind. Oh, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Ahem. Thomas is right. You must all work together and clear the snow to help Connor and the last train for Christmas. Yes, sir. The engines hurried out of the station. They all had to work hard to make sure the tracks were clear for Connor and the last train. Thomas and Percy were clearing the track up to Wellsworth. Suddenly, Percy spotted a strange shape flying high up in the sky, passing across the full moon. Look, Thomas, do you think it's? Percy wondered if it could be Santa Claus with his sleigh and his reindeer. Harold, that's Harold the helicopter. Called Thomas as Harold flew closer. He's out searching for anyone stuck in the snow. Percy was disappointed. Oh. Further along the line, Edward and Henry had cleared the snow from the tracks beyond Marin. But the snow was deepest around Vickers Town Bridge. Emily was trying her best to clear the track to the mainland. Oh dear! I've never seen snow so deep. But as hard as she tried, she couldn't clear the snow. Diesel was right. The last train will have to be cancelled. Then Emily heard the sound of an engine steaming over Bickerstown Bridge. Wow! What's that? Emily quickly reversed onto a nearby siding, just as Hero appeared. Clearing huge drifts of snow with his snowplow. It's Hero. Hero had been plowing from the other direction, and now the line was clear for Connor's last train. Thank you! Shouted Connor as he raced by. Hero stopped in the siding beside Emily. Then Hero looked up, and he also saw the shape in the sky flying across the face of the moon. Hero wondered if this could be Santa Claus. Is that who I think it is? Who? What? But as the shape got closer, Hero recognized who it was. Oh, sorry. It's Harold the helicopter, actually. Meanwhile, 
Connor released his first slipcoach at Kelsthorpe Road Station. Then he released the second slipcoach at Marron. Finally, Connor arrived at Knapford Station. His passengers were greeted by their friends and families. Everyone was very happy. Thank you, Connor. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you too, little boy. Thomas, Percy, Emily and Hero arrived. Sir Topham Hatt smiled up at Connor. You have done a great job tonight, Connor. Thank you, sir, said Connor. But I couldn't have made it without my friends. Yes, of course. It is thanks to all of you that the last passengers got back to Sodor in time for Christmas. Merry Christmas, engines. Merry Christmas and good night. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, sir. Good, good night. As the engines headed back to the sheds, Thomas looked up and saw the shape in the sky again, flying across the face of the full moon. Thomas thought it was Harold heading home. Merry Christmas, Harold! shouted Thomas. But this time, the shape in the sky wasn't Harold at all. This time, it really was Santa Claus. Ho, 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 ho! The end. The next episode is brought to you by Amazon. Parents and caregivers... New toy engines are now available at Amazon. Find Brake Car Bruno, Thomas and more friends at Amazon.com. Engines sold separately and subject to availability. This is a story about how the Diesels and Steamies learn the true meaning of Christmas. Diesel engines and steam engines are a little different from each other in the way they work. They sound different too. Steam engines have whistles that sound like this. And diesels have horns that toot like this. But they are all railway engines doing important work. And they all want to be really useful. So now you've met the heroes of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure. The Missing Christmas Decorations It was Christmas time on the island of Sodor. Lights and decorations were being put up everywhere. There was even a Christmas tree and lights for the steam engines at Tidmouth Sheds. But at the diesel works, the diesels only had a few decorations. Diesel 10, a large, mean diesel engine with a claw arm on his roof, wasn't very happy. The Steamies have a lot more decorations than we do, he complained. What about me? said a voice from above. All the Diesels looked up to see Sydney, the little blue Diesel, dangling from the ceiling. Sydney didn't have any wheels. <laughs> I'm a decoration! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughed. But Diesel 10 had other plans. Never mind about Sydney. We need some more decorations. 
And I know just the place to get them. Paxton, come with me! But Sir Topham Hatt asked me to collect a car from the shunting yard and bring it here. Never mind that. Come! And so Diesel 10 left the diesel works with a worried-looking Paxton following behind. That night, when Thomas and his friends came back to Tidmouth Sheds, they noticed something was missing. Where's our Christmas tree? Asked James. Percy noticed some decorations lying on the ground. Maybe it got knocked over. Or maybe it was taken, said Emily, a little suspicious. Percy was horrified at the thought. Who would take someone else's Christmas tree? Christmas is a time for being kind and giving presents, not taking things that don't belong to you. Meanwhile, over at the diesel works, the diesels watched as Diesel 10 finally managed to get a battered-looking Christmas tree to stand up straight. There! Oh, our very own Christmas tree! What we need is some lights! <gasps> and a big decoration for the top of the tree! Paxton, come with me! And once again, Diesel 10 left the diesel works with a worried-looking Paxton behind him. That night... When Thomas and his friends came back to Tidmouth Sheds, they had another surprise. This is outrageous. Someone is taking all our decorations. But who could take someone else's Christmas lights? Peep Percy in disbelief. But back at the diesel works, there was laughter and cheers as the diesels marvelled at their new Christmas lights. <laughs> I know where we can get some garland, eh, Paxton? A grinning Diesel 10 started to leave, but Paxton didn't follow, and he stood his ground. Um, no, Diesel 10, I don't want to take any more decorations. And I have to collect that car Sir Topham Hat told me to collect. So this time... Diesel 10 left the diesel works on his own. The next day, when all the steamies were out working, Diesel 10 came sneaking into Tidmouth's sheds. But he didn't notice Percy, the little green tank engine, watching him. Diesel 10 reached up with his claw and snatched the garland from the shed. Gotcha! <laughs> diesel 10! You put that garland back <laughs> make me Diesel 10 raced away as fast as he could with the garland clenched tightly in his claw Percy peeped his whistle and chased after him as the two engines raced through Wellsworth station Percy saw Edward up ahead follow that diesel <laughs> further up the line Thomas was waiting at a junction when he saw Diesel 10 race by, followed by Percy and then Edward. Thomas peeped his whistle and joined the chase. Catch 
Catch me if you can! <laughs> Emily was just pulling into Kelsthorpe Road Station when Diesel 10 roared past, followed by Percy and Edward and Thomas. He's taken our garland! shouted Percy. Soon, all the steamies were chasing Diesel 10. All the way back to the diesel works. As the steam engines entered the diesel works, they all looked up in alarm. There inside was the Christmas tree and all the lights from Tidmouth sheds. Diesel 10! Diesel 10 turned around, still holding the stolen garland. It's not fair! You've got more decorations than us! Everybody likes steamies better than diesels. Nonsense, Diesel 10. Sir Topham Hat likes all his engines. Suddenly, a cheery voice echoed through the shed. <laughs> hey, diesels! Look what Sir Topham Hat said to the diesel works for us. Everyone looked up to see Paxton with a car full of Christmas decorations. They're from Sir Topham Act. Thomas turned back to Diesel 10. See? Diesel 10 was sorry. He was wrong to think that everybody liked steam engines more than diesels. And so the steam team took their battered and broken decorations back and went home. But Percy stayed behind. He looked up at Sydney hanging high up in the air. Percy could see that Sydney didn't have any wheels. Sydney, how long have you been up there? Um, not very long, Percy. I mean, uh, I'll forget. It's been about two years, said Norman. Percy was shocked. Two years? That's a very long time. Yeah, I'm waiting for my wheels. I think the order's been misplaced. Then Percy had an idea and smiled. That night at Tidmouth Sheds, Thomas and his friends were glad to have their decorations back, even though they were a little bit broken. But just then, an unexpected visitor arrived. Is that Sydney? Yes, Gordon, it's me! And thank you, Percy, for giving me the best present ever! James was surprised. Present? What present? My new wheels! Replied Sydney, very happy to finally be down on the tracks again. Gordon and Emily looked shocked. You gave a diesel a present? After all the things they've done? Christmas is a time for being kind. And giving presents. And that's why the rest of the Diesels and I all agreed that you should have these, said a cheery Sydney as he rolled forward on his new wheels to reveal the rest of the Diesels with a car filled with new Christmas decorations. Ooh! Wow! Ooh. But what decorations will you have at the Diesel Works? Wondered Thomas. Just me and my new wheels. <laughs> and these. And as if by magic, Sydney covered in coloured lights, 
lit up like a Christmas tree. The Diesels and the Steamies laughed together as one. <laughs> the end. The next episode is brought to you by Random House Children's Books. Parents, the latest stories about Thomas and his friends are available wherever children's books are sold. New titles include Thomas and the Promise Problem and Thomas and the Rocket. Each title sold separately and subject to availability. Today's story is about Thomas's friend Terence. Terence is an orange crawler tractor who has caterpillar tracks instead of wheels. This means he can work almost anywhere without getting stuck in the mud or snow. Terence is a happy, helpful tractor who's very proud of his caterpillar tracks and makes a sound like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure! Terence breaks the ice. It was almost Christmas on the island of Sodor. The fields and trees were covered in sparkly snow and ice covered the lakes and ponds. Today, Thomas had an important job to do. He was collecting Christmas trees from Farmer Finney's woods to take to Tidmouth for the Christmas market. As Thomas arrived, he could see Terence the tractor working with the woodsman. They were cutting down trees and loading them onto Terence's trailer. Whoa! Thomas slid to a stop on the icy rails. Hi, Terence! Hello, Thomas! Terence replied as he rolled across the snowy field, pulling his trailer full of trees. Are these all my trees? We're just collecting a few more. Won't be long now. Terence stopped beside Thomas and the woodsman began loading the trees onto Thomas's flatbeds. <laughs> I see you're wearing your snowplow. Well, it's very snowy out here. <laughs> Not that you've ever been bothered by snow and ice. Your caterpillar tracks are proving as useful as ever. Oh, now they're useful, eh? Terence teased. You didn't seem to think so when we first met, remember? Thomas thought about the first time he met Terence. Thomas hadn't been wearing his snowplow. He got stuck in the snow and Terence had to rescue him. Terence often reminded Thomas, Remember, you have to be sensible. If you, if you want, want to, to stay, stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since that day, I've always worn my snowplow in bad weather. The woodsman finished loading the last tree onto Thomas's flatbed. That's the rest of the trees for Tidmouth, Thomas. Thomas puffed happily along the tracks with his flatbeds full of Christmassy smelling trees. Soon, Thomas arrived at Knapford Station. Sir Topham Hatt was waiting for him. He was very pleased to see all the trees that Thomas had brought. Hmm, yes. Oh, they're all very nice, Thomas, and perfect for the Christmas market. Uh, but, um, oh, uh, where's the big tree for Ulstead Castle? Um, what big tree, sir? D didn't I ask you to bring back a really huge tree for the Earl's Christmas Fair? Thomas looked puzzled. 
You never said anything about that, sir. Oh, no. I must have forgotten to mention it. Oh, the Earl loves to have an enormous Christmas tree that he can decorate with tinsel and lights and... Don't worry, sir. As soon as I've unloaded this lot, I'll go back and ask the woodsman to find the biggest tree in the forest. Oh, thank you, Thomas. That would be marvellous. <laughs> Thomas puffed out of the station. Oh, you'll be careful out there, Thomas. There's more snow on the way. Don't worry, sir. I'm wearing my snowplow. It wasn't long before Thomas arrived back at the woods. Terence and the woodsman were still hard at work. Are you back for more trees, Thomas? Just one very big tree for Ulfsted Castle, please, Terence. Terence looked out across the big icy pond. Ah, uh, I know where there's an enormous tree. Just over there, on the other side of the pond. On the other side of the frozen pond, Thomas saw what looked like the biggest tree in the forest. But Thomas was worried. Uh, don't go over the pond, Terence. The ice might not be strong enough. But Terence wasn't listening. He was already driving onto the icy pond. I've told you, Thomas. Snow and ice don't bother me with my caterpillar tracks. Oh, look at me! Terence drove around in circles on the ice. Then he stopped in the middle of the pond and called back to Thomas. See? I can go anywhere! Boasted Terence. Terence! The ice isn't safe! But Terence kept going. He reached the other side and the woodsman loaded the enormous tree onto his trailer. Then Terence headed back across the pond. But the tree was very heavy and the ice underneath Terence began to crack. Thomas could see the ice was breaking. Terence, go back! Go back! <gasps> the ice is cracking! Don't worry, I'm almost at the other side! With a crash, the ice broke apart. Terence, his trailer and the enormous tree began to sink into the water. Terence's caterpillar track spun on the slippery ice. He couldn't pull the trailer out of the pond. Oh! Terence's driver scrambled to safety and shouted to Thomas. Thomas! Quick! Go get help! That will take too long! Get some chains! I'll pull them out! Thomas's driver fixed the chains to Thomas and then attached them to Terence. Get back! He's sinking! Shouted Thomas as he quickly reversed. Oh, ah, the chains tightened, but Terence and the trailer were too heavy for Thomas. Ah, oh. Thomas pulled with all his might, and slowly Terence and the trailer began to move towards the safety of the bank. Keep pulling, Thomas! Almost there! Then, Terence's trailer coupling snapped. <gasps> Thomas managed to pull Terence to safety. But the trailer and the enormous Christmas tree 
slid into the deep water and sank. I'm sorry, tree! Terence was wet and he shivered from the cold. He thanked Thomas for saving him. Thank you, Thomas. Are you okay? Yes. I thought I was being clever and I could go anywhere with my caterpillar tracks. I should have listened to my own advice. You have to be sensible if you want to stay safe. (laughs) (laughs) That evening, Thomas and Terence arrived at Ulstead Castle. The platform was crowded with excited children and their families, all gathered to watch the Earl switch on the Christmas lights. I'm sorry I lost the Earl's tree, sir. Terence told Sir Topham Hatt sadly. It's more important that you are safe, Terence. I am, thanks to Thomas. Just then, the Earl walked onto the platform, holding a big red button. Oh, look! I think the Earl's ready now. Thomas was very excited. He loved Christmas. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Time to turn on the Christmas lights. Five, four, three, two, one. Everyone watched as the Earl pressed the button. The crowd gasped. In front of them stood a very small but beautifully decorated Christmas tree with twinkling lights, sparkling tinsel and shiny coloured baubles. The Earl looked proudly at the tree. Oh, ho, ho, ho. it may be small, but it's very beautiful. Thank you, Terence. Thank you, Thomas. And a very Merry Christmas to you all. The End Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, like, review and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends too. Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.